Hi, I'm Tom Zalatni, and you're listening to the No Bad Food Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. This is a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Our mandate is simple, to explore, taste, and learn about food in ways that celebrate all the things that make it great. Every week, we dig into a different dish, meal, ingredient, cuisine, or piece of food media, exploring the history and culture around it, sharing favorite recipes, and learning from our wonderful guests. The only rule? You gotta love it. After all, there's no such thing as bad food. Before we dig in, I'd like to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where I'm recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important that we remember that the lands we occupy are not our own, and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. I want to encourage you to take some time today and every day to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and with the indigenous communities of that area. This is LGBBQ 2022. That is our second now annual queer food series that we're going to do uh, every single summer, where we talk to special guests from the LGBTQ plus community about their queerness, about the food that they love, and about, I guess, the relationship between food and queerness, because, you know, there is one, and we love to dig into it and explore it. Uh, I'll include a link in the description of this episode to a playlist for last year's LGBTQ series. It was a lot of fun. We had some really great conversations with some really great guests, and I'm really excited to be doing it again this year. I love the chance to celebrate two things that I love, which is, you know, food, which I celebrate on a weekly basis, and my queerness, which I also celebrate on a weekly basis, but not always in a public forum. So yeah, enjoy this with me. If you are a part of this community as well, I hope you find some wonderful, relatable stories here, maybe some little glimmers of hope, maybe some things to laugh along with and commiserate over uh just know that you are loved know that you are part of this family if you are you know an ally listening to this show hey shout out to you thanks for being an ally do the things that uh are helpful to the queer community there will be a bunch of links in the description for various ways you can support uh, a handful of queer creators like myself and uh, today's guest sophie lane uh and you know now is a time when the queer community around the world needs help just as much as ever. So, you know, put your money where your mouth is or put your mouth where your mouth is, you know, be an advocate loudly, share the works of queer creators, share the stories and the articles and all of the things and make it known that we exist, that we are queer and we are here and we are proud of it. I'm ad-libbing. Can you tell? Let's get into the show. Today's guest, Sophie Lane, is a vocalist and songwriter currently living and studying in Montreal. Their debut EP, Medicine, a collection of songs about grief and healing, is available now wherever you get your music. Sophie, thank you so much for joining us to kick off LGBTQ 2022. Woo! Thank you so much for having me. It's so cool that you're doing a segment like this. I'm really excited. It's the second year in a row that we're doing this. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know or, you know, needs a refresher, uh, LGBTQ is our now annual officially, since we've done it twice. Uh, summer queer barbecue series. It's not specifically about barbecue, but it's kind of about barbecue in the way that, you know, a barbecue is anytime a bunch of people want to get together and hang out and eat some food. And what more can we ask for in the world than that, right? Oh, I tend to agree, honestly. <laughs> I, yeah, when I was like thinking about uh, the times that food has like touched my life, it's almost always just like gatherings that I've had with friends and specifically with queer friends i've had so many amazing gatherings where food was just like the centerpiece for our community sure yeah well that's it right and and that's kind of what 
gave me the idea for LGBTQ last year in the first place was like so much of my experience in the queer community has been like let's all get together for a meal and to me there's no better way to come together for a meal than around a fire you know oh I love that yeah I definitely wish I had a fireplace or like a fire pit that I could put on my balcony or something <laughs> wait a whole, but, a whole fire pit on your balcony yeah I know I've I've voiced this to some people who have been deeply concerned for me so I'm thinking I won't do it but uh like in my dream apartment i have a fire pit sure, <laughs> on my <yeah>. balcony <laughs> look i get it i get it in my in my dream world you can always have a balcony with a barbecue or or a big backyard with with everything you need you know that's, yeah that's the and, real housing crisis in montreal frankly. <laughs> yeah i <laughs> <laughs> i don't know about that a little bit of both <laughs> All right. All right. So before we kick off the show, uh, I always like to ask the guests to tell us a little bit about themselves and the food they grew up eating and the food they eat now and, you know, if those things have changed or morphed at all. Um, But since this is LGBTQ, which is our big gay barbecue series, uh, I'm also going to ask you to talk a little bit about your relationship with queerness while you're at it. So tell me about food. Tell me about queerness. Tell me about Sophie. Oh, there's a lot. I've eaten a lot of food in my life. I've been queer my entire life. Um, So there's a lot to to say, but but, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a non-binary musician who uh, has been switching between various labels my entire life. Sure. Uh, I started off bisexual. I came out in like fifth grade, <laughs> which was really, really young to come out. Um, then I was like, never mind. I hate men. I'm a lesbian. And uh, now I'm sort of like in between the two. Um <laughs> sort of reconciling my relationship with men and uh, figuring out my actual sexuality but uh yeah being queer is something like I just always knew I was and I I never even realized that uh (laughs) homophobia was a thing because my mom is uh bisexual and uh dated various women uh when I was growing up and uh my dad is (laughs) is a puppeteer who uh is like the sweetest man I've ever met and so I was just like raised in a super supportive environment Um, so it was kind of a shock when I came out and uh my friends were were agog and aghast I like I've got kicked out of sleepovers and um I I wasn't expecting it so um yeah I, I never really came out to my parents just like sort of uh what have always been out in my family, which I'm very, very, very lucky to be able to uh, just be myself around my entire family. Yeah, that's awesome. And then in terms of like how uh, the food I grew up eating, I'm Jewish. So lots of really amazing foods uh, that are part of uh, Ashkenazi Jewish culture. (laughs) When I was in fourth grade, I was known as the pickle girl. Sure. Because I was like (laughs) so hyper fixated on pickles um, to the point where it like became a personality trait. Sure. Yeah. She's just a little weirdo. Yeah. but like I don't know people kind of loved it like people would bring me pickles to like (laughs) to lunch and like bring me their pickles if their parents packed them a pickle or like one kid brought me a chocolate covered pickle to see if I would eat it and I did how Uh, was that what's it oh it was (laughs) Oh my god, it was like one of the worst things I've ever eaten. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I, there's not a lot of, like, food combinations that feel like they wouldn't be good, but, like, that, <laughs> ah, 
Yeah, because I used to, like, boldly say, I'll eat pickles on anything. You sure. can put pickles in anything. I don't know. That was a... <laughs> I was just trying to be brave, but of uh, not. In... I have never said it since since the <laughs> chocolate-covered pickle. <laughs> I don't think it's ever going to happen again. Um... It Like, to me, it sounds like it would not be, like, a bad thing necessarily, but it wouldn't be an improvement for either, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's like I, I took a bite and I was like, oh, chocolate, and then it's like vinegar, and that's just never. I don't know. I don't think see a world in which that will ever work. Like sure. chocolate covered bacon is very good. Sure. Um, I, I am Jewish and I shouldn't have had chocolate covered bacon, but I did. Um, Listen, it it takes all kinds, right? Yeah, I was raised uh, kosher, but I don't know if you know this, but uh, pork is really good. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's <aware>. unfortunate <laughs> i also like grew up eating a like crap ton of lox uh like smoked salmon sure my family would always have that for me growing up whenever i'd visit they'd be like oh sophie we knew you were coming we got you bagels and lox we got two whole salmons in the fridge for you <laughs> a 99 pound 14 oh year God. old like okay look I, I mean there's there's nothing a teenager likes more than like a a whole salmon right I mean, I don't know if I'm just, like, not like other girls, but, like, I think that's the best gift you could possibly get me to this day. I I have such a relationship with smoked salmon. Sure. Is is that what brought you to Montreal, was just knowing you'd be able to get, like, good Jewish food here? It's not not what brought me here. Sure, sure. Um, what, like, actually brought me here was... Uh, applying to music schools is really brutal and you get rejected to almost every place you've ever wanted to go sure um and i was like well guess i'll just uh work at mcdonald's and then mcgill let me in and i was like very happy yeah um and then i found out like my entire family was from here like my dad i knew my dad was born here but i didn't realize that um my grandmother actually went to mcgill and um yeah, so I have long lineage here, and then the smoked salmon is just like the cherry on top, the salmon on <laughs> on top of the sundae. <laughs> okay, all right. Look, the chocolate covered pickle was one thing, but salmon on a sundae, I don't <laughs> that, think I can go I for. Like, it. I, don't, I don't know, cream, cream and huh? cream cheese. Okay, yeah, you know cream. what? We do, we do do the like smoked. I'm salmon gonna get cream canceled cheese. for this podcast. <laughs> no, but hang on, hang on. I, let's do a little thought experiment here because I don't <laughs> think this is actually a bad thing. Okay. So, so the ice cream itself, we'll do like a like a cream cheese based ice cream, right? Oh. Which is a thing. It's a, it's a thing. <laughs> is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a thing. It's a thing. Uh, and then we get the smoked salmon. Yeah, like layered on top. You know. And mm-hmm. then instead of, like, chocolate sauce, you could do, like, a drizzle of balsamic, maybe? Yeah, maybe, like, some capers, like, sprinkles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you freeze okay. the dill. You freeze the dill beforehand. Like, you, you do, like, a little chiffonade of dill and then spread it out on a tray and freeze it so that you get little dill sprinkles. And then Are you sure you're not top. a chef? Like, <laughs> some high-quality shit. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, okay. Well, I love that. I love, uh, I mean, one... Thank you for sharing your story. Uh, I think it's awesome to hear stories of people who did grow up in like, you know, loving and and accepting families, uh, you know, b- between having a queer parent and a parent who's a puppeteer. So between having two queer parents, it certainly must have been you know, <laughs> easier for you to come out at that point. Right. Like that's, yeah, that's wonderful. He won't even object to that. Uh, he'll love that. <laughs> no, but I, I get it. Like, yeah, it's it, there's something really nice about like not having to fear that your family will reject you when when you're like dealing with stuff you know yeah exactly i mean i i in some ways growing up like it maybe made me a (laughs) 
kind of annoying friend to have around if you were uh, someone who came out to me, as many of my friends did, because queer people tend to uh, make friends in packs and then all come out at once. I'm sure, (laughs) I don't know, any queer person can relate to that. Like, it just happens again and again. Um, But, like, when my friends would come out to me, I'm like, awesome! (laughs) What are you even worried about? There's no problem here. You're going to be great. Just tell your parents, and then you can, like, uh, go have a barbecue or something. And uh, that was not really the common experience um unfortunately i mean obviously but i i like literally felt so clueless because um i I had no idea that there was anything to fear about coming out so it definitely like broke my heart a little bit yeah seeing so many of my friends not be accepted by their parents not have their parents use their names and their pronouns and uh yeah but i also had the pleasure of seeing a lot of my friends actually slowly accepted by their parents after mm. my parents sort of um talked to their parents <laughs> you know yeah but, absolutely yeah they they really did their part in in um accepting my queer friends um so they at least had had a, a home at my house yeah well and that's super important right like i don't know like i i grew up in a house where like i think my mom knew i was queer before i did uh and like i think my mom was like always like in theory cool about everything uh we we had our you know ups and downs about other things but like in terms of like you know queer things i think my mom was like pretty chill um (laughs) but i never like came out to my mom uh because we had a falling out over other stuff later but i always got the sense that like it would be totally fine if i did and like there is something there's something really comforting about that right there's something comforting about being the household where you know that if your friends are in trouble, probably your parents will be, like, good about it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm very grateful for the childhood that I had. Like, the things that that freaked out my parents were, like, the things that should freak out parents. Like, sure. Like, if I was depressed or, which I was, um, <laughs> depressed, anxiety, you know, things that, like, I I feel kids need a lot more support with i yeah. i ended up getting support for which, that's great. which was wonderful yeah well that's really great i'm glad to hear that yeah I'm, yeah i'm sorry about your mom that's okay you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it is what it is so yeah so i'm, I'm curious then because uh obviously so you have a brand new ep that just dropped the same day that this episode dropped which is a fun little bit of programming that ended up happening kind of serendipitously tell us about it tell me about medicine yeah um so it's i mean it's my baby it's like i've been pregnant for like four years and um (laughs) with like long gestational period yeah really long like i think i'm an elephant and uh (laughs) but it's it's full of songs uh from really a lot of different periods of of my life from high school um there there's songs there's a song about um my friend who i lost and uh that song is really near and dear to me and i i've been uh really terrified to release it <laughs> up until recently um and then there's songs uh that i've been working on from maybe like um, the beginning of this year okay. uh when i went through a pretty gnarly breakup sure. and uh and started processing it through through song work, uh, which is like the best gift that I have is like <laughs> free therapy. Um, <laughs> and uh, then there's a, a jazz standard at the end. Um, there's there's pieces from uh, 
about about my chronic illness uh, that I deal with. There, there's really uh, a grief for everyone. There's a, there's a little <laughs> bit of grief of all flavors. It's really the only kind of album that I knew how to make right sure. now. Yeah, in, in a time, enough. yeah, in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of a, um, I mean, just uh, Roe Ro v. Wade, endless amount of, of trauma and grief, and mm-hmm. especially for my community, the queer community, it's, it just felt really important that I didn't, I didn't brush away the way I'm feeling to create like a, a pop song sure. or something. <laughs> Like no no shade to the people who are making pop right now. I just I'm you you amaze me. I don't know where where that energy comes from because sure, for yeah. me I need I need to express through music what I'm actually feeling or it's not it's not genuine. Sure, yeah, and you know at some point you may genuinely feel joyful pop music, right? Like that people go yeah. through periods in life of of all kinds of feelings. So you know, That's right to yeah. right to the place that you're in. It'll be honest and earnest and good. Oh, that's such a lovely thing to say. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to to release some uh, slightly happier music. Um, sure. And certainly the, the shows that I will be playing uh, coming up will be um, a mix of, of happy and sad as, sure. as life is. Um, because yeah. my bandmate would kill me, I think, if we only did <laughs> my sad songs. Well, and that's the nice thing about like, you know, jazz standards is like, you can you can feel the joy you can live in the joy of someone else's words right yeah. so if you're in a place where all you can write is like a dirge like that's okay because <laughs> you can still sing something cheerful that like i don't know nat king cole originated absolutely yes i um i totally relate to that i uh right when i was going through my my breakup i like had to go through my um in jazz we call it a fake book it's like a giant book of all the jazz standards and uh, I had to go through and like bookmark the ones I'm not allowed to look at until I feel a little (laughs) bit more I was like I think if I read uh, these like 1930s songs about breakups I will not be okay (laughs) sure yeah music I think in a lot of ways like food it becomes tied to people and becomes tied to places and memories Absolutely. For me, like, (laughs) there's like, this group of podcasters, uh, you probably know them, the like McElroy brothers. Of course. Yeah. Um, That uh, when I started dating my ex partner, like we uh, listened to that constantly um even like (laughs) while making out and stuff Uh, (laughs) hang on wait (laughs) yeah no i know it was kind of a nightmare but we were like 14 so (laughs) and uh it took me a while to 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 listen to them again but uh, i'm glad that i did because they now mean like something completely different to me as an adult than they did when i was 14 yeah of course well that's it right like you you have these things that like people will become inevitably become attached to the stuff that you're you're consuming while you're you know spending time with them so Mm -hmm. it's nice to get to a point where you can reclaim the things that you feel like you lost from a breakup you know yeah yeah i'm definitely i think that's actually a (laughs) not to segue back to my ep but please do do. i was trying to (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's uh that's definitely the theme the reclaiming like feeling your feelings and then uh reclaiming the space that those those feelings took up for you um and that's something that i'm really glad that i'm, I'm learning how to do and I, I really really hope that 
my music will touch like one other person that would just be such a dream for me yeah i love that and that's like that's like the most we can hope for a lot of the time too right is that like processing our feelings through the work that we're doing and putting them out into the world let's be real the best we can hope for is that we like go viral and make billions of dollars and it launches a (laughs) successful career or whatever but like that the realistic best thing that we can hope for a lot of the time is just that it will like help someone you know Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely i i definitely am not disillusioned about disillusioned oh that was a good food pun it was yeah never mind i'm not i'm not disillusioned about um that i definitely haven't made it yet but uh hopefully i'll make it someday but for now um for now it's definitely enough just to have like five people come to my shows and like let me sing my heart out to you it's, it, it means the world yeah that's the best i i miss performing i it's been years since the last time i was on a stage for anything but there is a really there's a beautiful feeling in that connection you know yeah oh it's it's like nothing else i've ever known that's i mean especially uh for queer community mm-hmm. having the amount of gay people that come to my shows like uh shout out to all the gay people who come to my shows in montreal <laughs> like i love you guys more than you'll ever know and uh it, it's like i accidentally found a family uh yeah. every single time i perform i love that and like i might never see some of the people again but like i know that they heard what i had to say and they know that i i care about what they feel and um, I, I think that's the most beautiful part about being a performer. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Montreal, come for the music school, stay for the queer family and smoked salmon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, I mean, the, the, this is a really good city for that, honestly, for both of those things. It is. I actually like met my roommate on, um, it was like a Facebook housing group for gay people in Montreal. And we, we talked like, maybe two times and then we just uh trusted each other maybe partially because we were both gay and non-binary um we're just like eh so there's a better chance of this working out than with (laughs) most people (laughs) sure um and they're like absolutely my best friend here and um they're someone that I never would have met otherwise. Yeah. Um, we moved in and then became family, like, very slowly. And they are the reason for a lot of my queer community here. Um, I love the, like, trust that the community has for one another. Because I don't, I don't trust people <laughs> like that. <laughs> like, I would never, ever uh, live with someone who I who I had just met sure. um, unless unless I yeah unless I felt that kind of kinship yeah absolutely well that's it it's having like a common thing that gives you that instant connection that instant rapport it's huge and I think it's something that I think it's something that like young queer kids who like haven't moved out yet or like haven't really settled into like a community or had their found family moment yet like it's really important for them to hear these kinds of stories and hear these kinds of narratives. Cause like you don't have to be lonely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my goodness. Absolutely. I thought I was going to be lonely. Like my coming to Montreal from um, small town, Massachusetts, where I'm from. Um, I was certain I wasn't going to find people like I had in my hometown. I went to a really progressive school um, in Williamstown, Massachusetts called Buxton School, plug them. Um, and uh, that was like probably the gayest school in the entire state, possibly world, I don't know. Um, <laughs> they, uh, 
they uh, supplied me with uh, millions and millions of um, of queer friends and just friends who accepted me. And so leaving that that school to to go to university w- was terrifying. But it turns out, no matter where you go, there's going to be people like you. Yeah, and. Um, it's it's a really magical feeling. <laughs> yeah, that's it, right? It's 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 important to remember to to have that perspective that like you will be found. Oh, big Dear Evan Hansen movie. You know, <laughs> I I I felt it as I was saying it. I was like, this is from a musical, isn't it? <laughs> God damn it! All right. <laughs> We're right at the halfway point of the show, so we're going to hop over to the mid-roll for a second. I'm going to tell you about all the ways that you can support us financially. Please do, because, you know, I'm broke. And then when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit more with Sophie about big gay barbecues. (laughs) Woo! Hey, it's the mid-roll. If you're enjoying the show so far, I know I am. Sophie is an absolute delight. I'm having so much fun here. Uh, Make sure to hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on so that you never miss a new episode. While you're at it, consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or sharing this episode with a friend. For every new rating and review we get during the month of August, we'll be donating $2 to The Depot, our local food bank here in NDG. They can turn every $1 into $3 worth of food for a family in need. So by doing the simple free act of leaving a rating and review of the show, you're functionally donating $6 worth of food to people who need it. There is literally no other way to turn zero into six. So if the math is exciting for you, go do it. You can read all about what The Depot is doing at the link in the description of this episode. It is Pride Month here in Montreal. Uh, August is Pride Month here, (laughs) as opposed to other places where it's June uh, or July. I don't actually know. Uh, Here, it's August. So happy Pride to my Montreal friends. Um, If you, you know, (laughs) you might not know this, but uh, a lot of queer folks have money problems uh, because we get discriminated against uh, or we, you know, have some generational wealth issues where we don't have it uh, or we lost access to it when we came out to our parents. Uh, and so a lot of queer folks do, in fact, use food banks and services like The Depot to supplement uh, groceries and stuff. So donating to The Depot uh, or, you know, leaving a rating and review of our show so that we donate to The Depot is a really good way to support the queer community while also supporting other people who have food needs, which is also really cool. Like, it is... It is that that there is a large swath of the queer community who are also food insecure is is i guess what i'm trying to get at here so help out help out the depot they are a wonderful wonderful group i also i mean have met a handful of queer employees at the depot in my like times over the years visiting them so like they're a wonderful organization check out everything they're doing at the link in the description of the episode like i said before and leave us a rating and review it goes a long way Another fabulous way that you can support queer creators in Montreal. I'm just going with it. You know what? Forget it. I'm not going to be shameful here. I'm going to be shameless about it. We need your financial support to continue making this show as good as it is on a weekly basis and maybe even better going forward. You know, the more money we get doing this, the more time we can put into it, which means that we can make it better and better. So if you want to help us make the show better and better, you can go to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod to donate. If you give us as little as a dollar a month, you get to tell us what to talk about on episodes of the show. I straight up have a list of topics requested by patrons, and when we're building our content schedule, I look at that list first before I think about myself. Sometimes I look at guests as well, obviously, and, and current affairs, but like patrons get Uh, a pretty significant priority in choosing our content schedule for us so if that's exciting for you go do it it's a dollar 
it can be more than a dollar, certainly. I mean, even $5 a month becomes like $60 a year, which is considerably less than you pay for Netflix, and I'm sure you're paying for Netflix. So instead of paying for Netflix, why don't you pay for this show? <laughs> How's that? Can I say that? Delete your Netflix. Pay for us instead. Or don't. You don't have to delete Netflix. You can also just give us a dollar. One time, one time dollar. One time five dollar. One time sixty dollar. There's a lot of one-time options is what I'm trying to say here. So how about you one time go and give us money? <laughs> All right. Clearly, uh, the heat and the lack of sleep and the tons of work are getting to my head. Let's get back to my conversation with Sophie Lane. All right, we are back. You know, it's LGBTQ, our annual big gay barbecue. I don't know what LGBTQ stands for. And I like I always feel a little bit like it's a very good pun, but also I'm very aware that it's like release it, it's it's like erasing the T representation. And I'm like, I, <laughs> I just want to be very ask. clear. Like as a non-binary person, like I'm super duper not here for erasure of trans people. <laughs> it's just a fun acronym. All right. So we're gonna just say that right out of the gate, because yeesh. Brand. It's brands, you know? Brand. Yeah. Brands. We're just uh, all trans people like brand now. It's a thing. <laughs> Health, healthy bowels. Anyway, uh, <laughs> our theme for LGBTQ this year. We're off to a great start this year, folks. I am in a goofy mood because it's been a very long work day. Are you all, have you also had a really long day? Me? I actually had a, a pretty relaxing day. So uh, you're just fun then. I'm just a fun <laughs> little guy. Uh, no, I'm always in a silly, goofy mood. Uh, the heat is like definitely making my brain turn to mush. So. Oh, oh, God. Yeah, this heat wave. That's That might be it, honestly. It might just be that the past like two weeks in Montreal has been. And a literal sauna outside, so everyone's brains are a little fried, and we're in yeah. a, we're in a good mood, you know, because it's uh, it's LGBTQ, baby, it's Pride Month. Woo! Yeah, it's I I love that Pride Month is in August in uh, Montreal. It's it's amazing. It's it it's so random. Like everywhere else, they're like June. <laughs> Montreal's like mm, I don't know. I don't know about <laughs> June. You know, I also don't know about July. I think we need to skip a whole month. <laughs> um, but I like that I could just like travel to the U.S. June go go be gay there and then like come home have the whole month of july to recover from whatever gay shit i did in june (laughs) and then i can do it all over again in august and then go to school that's it that's it july is for like chilling out and being straight for a little bit you know oh yeah that's what i did (laughs) all july i was really really straight ask my tinder dates (laughs) (laughs) okay 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 here we go we're gonna get to it we're gonna get to our theme question for lgbbq are you ready I think so. Okay, I hope so. I, I, I briefed you on this, so I hope you're ready. I'm ready, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our theme for LGBTQ this year is everyone's got something to bring to the cookout. So our big question for you today is, what would you bring to our big gay barbecue? Okay. Well, I told you how much I love pickles. That pickle love has definitely grown, expanded, uh, diversified. Sure. <laughs> um <laughs> And uh, it has now like grown into a love of anything soaked in vinegar. Okay. <laughs> so I have a personal favorite of these like spicy pickled green beans that you can make really Ooh, easily at home. Okay. Um, it's the only thing I've ever pickled by myself. And uh, it actually turned out amazing. And I want everyone to try it. Sure. <laughs> and I want everyone to uh, experience the magic. Awesome. So I would definitely bring like a giant concerning amount of pickled green beans that's awesome because like we need sides you know like you can't really have like a barbecue or a cookout without sides 
I feel like it's all sides. Like nothing is. Is there? A, <laughs> it's all. It's all on the side of your plate. There's. I guess. Well. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. that, that's it, right? Like especially like okay, so so I've used both terms here, barbecue and cookout, and there is a distinction between the two of them, right? And like the the best kind of breakdown of this that I saw was um, friend of the show Michael Twitty, uh, culinary historian, kosher soul coming out next week. <laughs> pre-order it he's lovely uh he wrote this article or you know contributed to an article i don't know a while back um kind of breaking down the difference and essentially it comes down to barbecue is when it is like a slow like low and slow usually there is like fire involved not it's not a gas you know grill it's it's like charcoal and you're taking time and there's tradition and like depending on where you are where you're making it there's going to be different people doing different things and different kinds of meat traditions and everything whereas a cookout is like yeah it's it's burgers it's hot dogs slap them on the grill doesn't really matter what your source of fire is it's going to be relatively quick but everyone's going to hang out anyway for for the sake of lgbbq we're talking about you know my ideal which is kind of a combo of the two where I have something going low and slow on the grill and then I'm also like aware that people want to eat and not wait four hours for whatever so I'm like we can slap some hot dogs on here on the side like there's room for everything and yeah I think like having some sides is a really great workaround there where whether you're doing like burgers and dogs really quickly or you're like smoking a brisket and like sitting around the fire for hours and hours like having sides is a really good way to make sure that people can snack on something oh my gosh i've never been to a barbecue or a cookout or any kind of event where we like slow roasted a brisket over a fire that sounds like amazing and kind of like uh like fantasy like uh lord of the rings (laughs) when they find those giants like spit roasting a human person like that's cool (laughs) just wait till you hear about my whole human barbecues Mm, yeah well i don't know if the world's quite ready for that yet (laughs) what would you call it if it was like a big like bond i guess it would be a bonfire but like if you're like also like you put some meat on a stick and you like cook it yourself because that's like my favorite thing to do i love just like putting any kind of meat on a stick and just like slow roasting it myself yeah i mean i would i would argue that that's a type of barbecue certainly but like, yeah. I, I think that's maybe technically a campfire. Like if you're, if it's like just a big fire and people are like, I don't know, putting a hot dog on a stick and, and holding it over the fire. Like that's like technically a kind of barbecue, but I think that's, that's officially a campfire, you know? Okay. Yeah. That checks out. Like if you could do <laughs> s'mores with it just as easily, like, I don't know. That's inter- That is definitely like a third category almost. Like that feels like its own distinct thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like if you're making meat, I don't know. You don't want the like, or at least you got to do it like a couple hours apart. You got to do the meat and then, and then you can have some dessert after like all the meat smell is gone. Cause you don't want to, I don't like to combine my smells. Sure. Yeah. Well, and, and especially, you know, you've got to, you've got to wait at least like, what is it like six hours after having the meat before you can have the dairy too. Right. So, oh yeah. If you're a good Jew, like, like I am, of course. Um, two separate barbecues, two separate grills, you know, that would be a, I bet they've done that. Someone, someone must have, surely. Yeah. <laughs> that is like the one benefit of, of barbecue is that like, well, no, there's plenty of bar- benefits of barbecue, but like, I feel like a kosher barbecue works like pretty well because like, you know, I mean, obviously you scrap any pork products, but like you don't need dairy for a good barbecue. You know, you can really just like go ham on the meat, but don't 
don't go ham on the meat. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it definitely works. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Do you have a, uh, so, so do you have a recipe for this like pickled bean situation? <laughs> pickled bean situation. Uh, oh, there's yeah. There's the episode title. I mean, it's a pretty, <laughs> it's a pretty simple thing to do. Um, I definitely did use a recipe, but it's from like, good homekeeping or something it's not even i don't know if that's a <laughs> something like that that i just like googled on the internet sure um but it's uh, sort of all the stuff that you'd put when you're pickling so dill vinegar salt pepper uh i like to add a crap ton of garlic to everything i make and uh then a little secret is uh like a lot of red pepper okay and a little paprika if you're feeling nasty and um <laughs> <laughs> then you're set to go. Shout out to um, Carly Bath's mom, Julie Bath, for teaching me how to make them. Yeah, they're really, really, really great. They're very addictive. That sounds very good. I mean, I'm Hungarian, so like I need a little paprika and everything, or my yes. ancestors are going to hunt me down and kill me. So that sounds good to me. Yeah, paprika. My mom used to make for me all the time because she, uh, she taught English in Hungary once, and uh, it stuck with her forever. Amazing. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of my go-tos. So good. So I I googled real quick, and I'm gonna guess that the one that you found is maybe from the house and homestead. Is that possible? It's oh, anything's possible. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. Because I'm seeing one here that's a spicy garlic and dill pickled beans recipe. Yeah, yeah, it sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to like say for sure if it was, but uh, it could be. We could sure. give them credit. <laughs> anyway, yeah, people should uh, find a recipe for this because it sounds really good. Yeah, ten out of ten, and like also. This like another thing I'd bring like maybe like a side to the side is like Takis because um it, they're hard to source and sure. I know where they are so <laughs> I will bring them because no one else can look you, you gotta do what you gotta do right someone's gotta bring Takis I hope uh, yeah everywhere I go I hope there's gonna be Takis and there rarely is so yeah so so you're a sides person okay I can respect that I can respect yeah. that do I just like maybe only eat sides it's possible <laughs> Do you have a do you have a favorite like meat dish for the barbecue? Um See the fact I that you have to think about it tells me you're a sides person. <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> I love meat, like I do for sure, but not as much as I yeah, I love sides. I would say like a sausage of any like a chicken sausage Ooh, yeah. that that can yeah, that can get it. That's sure. really good. Yeah, sounds good. You heard it here first, folks. A chicken sausage can get it. <laughs> yeah. The the B stands for poultry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, that hurt me. I'm upset. I've, I've upset myself. Oh uh, yeah, but I do love a chicken sausage. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is a mess. This is a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Oh my goodness. Okay, sweet. So first thing being served at our big gay barbecue this year is spicy dill pickle beans. I'm into it. I'm. <laughs> I I'm can't very wait to hear this. what other people bring to this barbecue. <laughs> there, I, there's a part of me that's tempted. Maybe I'm going to commit to this now. Maybe like when this whole series wraps up, I'm going to make a meal that combines all of the things, and we're going to get a picture of it. It'll be tasty. It'll you know, it'll be a gimmick. <laughs> These are good <laughs> yes, <things. laughs> yes, that would be amazing. And uh, I mean, I'm inviting myself. So. <laughs> Well, you're always welcome. Oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, hey, that brings us to the end of the show. Um, do you want to, I mean, I, obviously you want to promote something. So <laughs> how about you tell people uh, where they can find medicine, uh, where they can find you on social media, a- a- anything you want to plug, now's your chance. 
tell it yeah. to us. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, so on uh, Instagram, I'm Sophie Lane Music. And uh, that's where you can find the link in my bio to download um, or pre-save. No, download. It'll be out. Uh, you can, you'll be able to download my album on um, Bandcamp uh, and on uh, any streaming platform. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Spotify, Apple Music, not your like car radio, but pretty much anything else. Um, and uh, on Facebook, I'm Sophie Lane, uh, but I'm not that active there. Honestly, Instagram is where I live. So, uh, yeah, come follow me there and uh, download some some cool queer made music. Yeah, do it. It's a great way to support. Look, the the thing is, like, it is hard to blanket support the entire queer community with your money, but you can support individual creators, and that is mm-hmm. also awesome and goes a long way. So do it. Oh yeah, every penny goes right back into making music, and um, it's not exactly the least expensive career path, but um, I, I'm I'm so happy every day that I get to share my music. Yeah. That's awesome. That's it. So so folks, go download Medicine, buy it, pay for it, stream it. Do the thing where you you buy it, but then you also stream it a bunch because both of those are good, you know? I'll marry you if you do that. There you oh, go. So. You want a spouse? This you is your chance. You want my hand in marriage? <laughs> send your receipt and I will send my wedding <laughs> ring size. There you go, folks. This is, this is real and binding because it's on a podcast. So... <laughs> There you have it. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for having me. This Thanks was so, so much fun. for doing this. This was awesome. You are a lot of fun. Thank you. And that brings us to the end of our show. Thank you so much for listening to No Bad Food. Do you want to be part of the conversation? You can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at No Bad Food Pod and individually at Teffer Bear and at Tom Zalatni. If you like this episode and want to help us make the show even better, you can head to patreon.com slash no bad food pod to donate. For as little as a dollar a month, you'd be joining the ranks of fine folks like Gab, Kendallin, Thomas, Anne, Erica, Carlea, Andrew, Chantal, David, Mallory, and Sarah. Our patrons get access to all kinds of awesome perks, including the ability to request topics for episodes of the show. So if that's exciting for you, you can go to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod to make it happen. We also have merch, and you can hit the merch link in the description to get all sorts of great stuff from our lovely friends over at Public. And of course, you can support us for free by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice and by sharing this episode with a friend. Maybe a friend who uh, needs to hear some real, real good new music. Or a friend who really likes pickles. Our theme music is by Zach Medicine Ingles, and our cover art is by David Big Pickles Flam. You can find links for both of them in the description of this episode, as well as links to everything that Sophie wants you to check out. Please go and buy Sophie's album immediately, or at least stream it if you don't have the money. It's helpful still, but buy it, you know? If you're buying it on Bandcamp and today happens to be Friday, I think Bandcamp does a thing on Fridays where more of the profits go to the artist. Anyway, look, look into that if you want. The point is, buy the album, stream the album, listen the heck out of the album, and support Sophie because they are an absolute gem and deserve your support. Last but certainly not least, this show is produced and edited by me, Tom Zalatni, as part of the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com. We'll see you next week. You understand. It just takes a little time. It takes Time you know I'm well.
Hi, I'm Howard Mitnick, host of Gateway Music. Join me as I talk with people about the artists and albums that changed their lives, and about the artists and albums that changed mine. Available on the Upford Network and wherever you get your podcasts. Dungeons. Dragons. Canada. The Multiverse Theory. Corgis. Queer representation. Reconciliation. Angels. Demons. Squirrels. Moose. Moose and squirrels. Sorcerers. Dinosaurs. Forests. Giants. Rogues. Warlocks. Plains. Sewers. Lavender. Natural Toonie. A Canadian Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Right here on the Upford Network. (laughs) Ah, 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 ah.